0: To a special edition of the Dip and Row Show. This episode was launched in partnership with Campus Live. Campus Live is a local media company here in Lubbock, Texas that covers all things Texas Tech and Lubbock. Nathan and I, we are happy to be a part of the Campus Live team. And so this was originally recorded for Campus Live. And now we are bringing it here to our Dip and Row Show audience. We hope you guys enjoy.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Corona Premier Sports Show here on Campus Live. I'm Nathan Riojas here with my friend Tyler Dippery. Hey, hey, and we are uh, we're happy to be here, hanging out with you, to talk a little bit of Texas Tech sports as much as we can, anyways. Right now, uh, there's a lot of things that we don't know um, about what sports are going to look like here in the next few months or over the next year, uh, but we'll try to talk about things that we do know. Um, some of those things, including um, what Matt Wells and his staff have been putting together for the upcoming football season. But before we talk about that, we want to remind you uh, that campus live doesn't just cover Texas tech sports. We cover all things, Texas tech, really all things Lubbock for that matter. So to keep up with everything that we're doing, be sure and follow us on social media. It's at campus live TTU uh, and at, and it's campus live TTU.com. Uh, so um, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter it's all at campus live TTU so like I said we're gonna spend the next few minutes talking a little bit uh, about Texas Tech sports and specifically Texas Tech football because uh, Matt Wells and his staff have been busy bringing some new talent recruiting a little bit of new talent uh, to come to Lubbock this fall
0: They absolutely have and in fact there's five grad transfers that are joining the program uh, this this coming semester. And so let's, we're going to go through each uh, person and kind of tell you what we know about them. So the first one uh, is Jacob Morgenstern. He has one year of eligibility left. He's a linebacker from Duke. I I, I don't know a whole lot else about him. Just being real honest with you, he didn't have a whole lot of uh, playing time at Duke. He was mostly a special teams guy um, and he didn't have a ton of starts or tackles. Um, but he did play a lot of special teams. He's a guy that, again, you can never have enough depth. And here's the here's the thing. With the situation that we're in with coronavirus, you're going to need depth this year more than ever. You're going to need it more than ever. And so I have no problem with the staff saying, come on, uh, you senior that can probably be expected to play sooner than some of the freshmen that they're bringing in. So I have no problem with them bringing in a guy for depth reasons. And, hey, if he's only a special teamer, that's okay. He only is here for a year. So, Jacob Morgenstern, we're glad that he's here and glad that he's a Red Raider.
1: Yeah, and especially on defense. You can't argue with getting more guys to help on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like if if Tech needs uh, help anywhere, uh, it's always on defense. (laughs) Or it has been over the last, you know, what, 20, 30 years, something like that. Yeah, years. that's safe. It's safe to say it. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, they're bringing in Josh Berger. He's got one year of eligibility left. An offensive lineman from
0: Walford. What um, a great name for an offensive lineman! Give yes. him another burger. Let's go! Yeah, burger. yeah, yeah, pancake burger or
1: burger pancake. I don't know. But
0: uh, <laughs> I don't know where that doesn't fit. That doesn't. Fit well, as at all. an as an
1: offensive lineman, you want to be pancaking people. Is where I'm going I know with that. that. So
0: I know that, but it doesn't fit with burger. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, maybe he'll make it work. We'll see. But yeah, <laughs> great football or just a great sports name. Period. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so anytime you can get a guy like that on your team, we'll see. And again, another place that you don't mind adding some depth. You always yes. need uh, a lot depth up front and on the offensive and defensive line. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, good place to add some depth for sure.
0: Yeah. And he was a two year starter at Wofford and he's looking for a chance maybe to showcase at a bigger level that maybe gets an opportunity in the NFL or something, because he was uh, a guy that some different people in the media feel still. He had him as a second, uh, second team all conference player last year in his conference. And so he can play, I really believe that he'll find a spot on the starting line. I think he's going to allow that offensive line to kind of stabilize because we have uh, some really good guys returning, but we've also lost a few guys. And so I think that offensive line, he will be able to slide in and at least at least give depth. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's starting uh, from day one. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. So. Then we move on to another guy on the defensive end, Brandon Boyer Randall. He has one year of eligibility left. He's a grad transfer from Michigan State. And this is where you start to see these next three guys are from big-time programs in college football. They're guys that you kind of sit back and go, man, anybody from that team is going to be pretty good. Uh, He's from Michigan State. He was a pretty – Highly ranked kid uh, coming out of high school. You think he was like the number twenty-four ranked outside linebacker uh, coming out of high school, but he just never really produced at that level. Which, I mean, there's a lot of kids that don't produce at yeah. that level. It's why that recruitings are not perfect, especially not early so he... on too. That's right. That's right. And so I think it looks like he his most marketable skill is actually rushing the passer. So he'll probably fill that hybrid position that we have that we call the raider where it's part defensive end part linebacker and he rushes the the passer and things like that I think that's probably where his sweet spot is gonna be I I don't know I think it's a good get what do you think
1: well that's what that's what I was gonna say is that a lot of times when you move from a conference especially maybe where he's struggling to get playing time in the big 10 and struggling to make a a big impression in the big 10 a change of scenery and coming to the big 12 where he can kind of go nuts as a pass rusher um, right. might be huge for him you know like he he may be a totally different player just playing in a different system and a different um, style you know like they you just we just play different football in the big 12 than what they do in the right. big 10 so that kind of change might be something that all he needs to to really take off and, and you just never know that's probably what um, or that would be my guess that was probably the sales pitch. Um, for somebody like that, like come down here, and right. we'll turn you loose, and you'll be rushing the passer every other play. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, the run game as much. And it's just, it's a totally different scheme,
0: and probably a little bit more fun to play in down here in the Big Twelve. I don't think there's any doubt about that. The only problem is he will have some competition because Xavier Benson had a really good year last year and showed flashes, and he's a young guy. I think he's a a sophomore coming into this year. And so he'll have some competition unless, and this is where we're just not sure what this linebacking core is going to look like unless Benson slides over to one of the other linebacker uh, spots next to like a Rico Jeffers and fills in that spot that Jordan uh, Brooks vacated. Um, we're, we're just not sure. But I, at the end of the day, I think this, again, it is more depth it allows you to do more things because I think more than ever this is going to be a year where you need depth so I really like this signing I'm pretty excited about this
1: well and when you talk about a pass rusher as much as you're um front four or um you're down three or you know kind of however you're playing it on that you know particular game or whatever as much as um Everybody in the Big 12 runs uh, quick tempo offense and as many plays as you're on the field. When you can right. sub out guys uh, on the line of scrimmage and get fresh, fresh pass rushers in, like that's always a good thing. So, the, the last two guys on the list here were the, the eye poppers, I guess. And this yeah. first name is the one that caught my attention more than anybody Eric Monroe, uh, safety from LSU. He's still got one year of eligibility, he was a four star recruit. Uh, out of high school and was really a contributor for LSU and their national championship run last year. So I think, uh, again, being a defensive guy and adding depth there, adding experience there, uh, but also adding talent. I mean, he's a, he's an upgrade in every area really. Uh, And that he's a guy that I expect to come in and immediately get some playing time. They'll find a spot for him and he'll be on the field.
0: Yeah. And and especially with Douglas Coleman, who I don't think there's any argument. He was your second best defensive player last year uh, with he, at one point he was leading the nation in interceptions. Interceptions, Yeah. Yeah. Um, He, you lose him. So he's gone. And you also have uh, you, you just have a lot of fluidity there at the safety position. So, uh, what happens is Monroe will come in. I do think he'll be a starter. I think he'll get a, a starting role from day one, like you said. He's he's too talented of a guy, and even as a guy, like you said, he was a contributor on this LSU defense. He didn't uh, he didn't start, um, but he was he was on the field and more than just special teams. And so I think the reality is, if you were probably a contributor on that LSU defense, you're probably about as, as as good as we're gonna get here at Tech. Uh, and and the other thing is Adrian Fry, who we tried at safety last year, he, they've said he's moving back to corner, uh, which was a, a position they really excelled in as a freshman. And so you really you have two safety spots up for grabs. And so I really love this signing. I think, like you said, it was one of the, the things that you kind of go, wow, oh, well, okay, yeah. Matt Wells. All right, yeah. that's that's impressive. Um, and, and, and it feels an area of need that I, I was just really, really impressed with this, and I would love for this to be uh, a situation where we pop with one with a Matt Mooney or a Tariq Owens, you know, one that it's just like it pops and it hits and everything goes right. Um, you know, that's probably setting the bar pretty high, but, you know, that, that's, that's what I have visions of grandeur in my mind. So, um, all right, so then let's get to the last guy, because to me, even though Eric Monroe, like you said, I, I think he – it popped – and it was surprising to me. This guy, I think he could sneakily be even a bigger get for Tech. Chadarius Townsend, he has two years of eligibility, and he's a running back slash wide receiver from Alabama. Yes, not Alabama State, not <laughs> uh, you know Alabama Tech, the Alabama. He is coming here to Tech. Uh, and, and the reason that he's transferring is because at Bama, they just never could really find – a role for him. He was a really highly recruited guy out of high school in Texas. He was a quarterback. He went to Bama as an athlete. He spent some time at, at different positions, but they could never just really find a position that fit for him. In fact, probably his best position was returner, and I'm sure he'll do that here at Tech. But the Tech coaches have already said that he is going to play running back. I think it's a great get, especially with Tejon Henry transferring out just a few months ago I think it's a great get. well I think something
1: that makes him one of the the better deals in this group of five is he's got two years of eligibility left, so that's a big deal because you're not just going to have him for one year he'll actually um, he'll stick around he's a guy that can impact your culture a little bit somebody who has been with Nick Saban for a couple years anytime you can get one of those guys to come be in your locker room yes um, I think that's huge and How many guys you know that are struggling to find the field uh, and get playing time at Alabama would everybody in America love to have? So especially at running
0: back. I mean, they're stacked at running back. They're stacked at every
1: position. I mean, they've been recruiting. They're. I mean, they've been top two, top three recruiting class the last ten or fifteen years now. It seems like. That's so, fair.
0: That's fair. I was about to go down like the list of NFL running backs they have, and then I'm like, yeah, no, that's pretty much every position. My bad. All and right. Heisman so, Trophy winners and yeah. everything else. I mean, it's yeah. like crazy. So, well, and, and the thing with Townsend, the reason that I think he's a good fit is because Sir Roderick Thompson is, is going to be your starter next year. He's a big running back. He's not known for his speed. Townsend, this is kind of a little bit of a thunder and lightning situation yeah. where you're going to have – a guy that is known for his power, he's a big running back, and then you're going to have a guy that can house it. You know, almost like a, a Reggie Bush and uh, uh, a yeah. Lindell White. Is that I'm not saying his first name. Uh, yeah, no, it was Reggie Bush and Lindell White. Yeah, Lindale White, From USC yeah, back in yeah. That's showing my age here. Yeah, that, that was yeah. that was the original Thunder and Lightning man. I love those guys; they were crazy. Well,
1: yeah, and I I don't know I don't know if he just doesn't become your every down back I mean because because not just running the ball and being a home run hitter but also being able to catch it out of the backfield
0: and turn a dump off into a huge play well that's and that's the question because a lot of times tech wanted to run personnel with one tight end but right now we're really 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 low on depth with a tight end in fact we really only have one right now Travis Coontz. so the question is do we start running two running backs where yeah. you could even run Chedarius uh, into the slot if you needed to. Anyways, there's just a lot of ways you can use a guy like this. And so I'm excited about it. I think it's a great uh, great thing and a great get by Matt Wells.
1: Yeah, tip of the hat to Matt Wells. When you're um, pulling guys from Michigan State and LSU and Alabama, um, those are pretty big gets to get those guys That's right. who had plenty of other options to come to Lubbock, Texas from the SEC West or from the Big Ten. Right? Yep. Very impressive. So well done,
0: uh, Mr. Wells. (laughs) That's right. Way to go, Matt Wells. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for joining us again on the Corona Premier Sports Show. We're so glad that you joined us and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. See ya. The Bus Event Center, we help couples create an incredible wedding that maximizes their dollar and allows you to still pay your mortgage. Bus Event Center is an event venue right here in Lubbock, Texas, located in the heart of downtown Lubbock, 1313 13th Street. It is a modern venue with mid-century industrial feel. It is an incredible venue for your next wedding, party, or anything else. Stop by today, 1313 13th Street, or visit us on our website at buseventcenter.com.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Corona Premier Sports Show here on Campus Live. I'm Nathan Riojas here with my friend, Tyler Dippery. or kind of hey, here hey. with my friend, Tyler Dippery. <laughs> you know, uh, it's been a while. It's been months now since we've posted anything here for the Corona Premier Sports Show. Um, last time we were together, we were talking about, we were getting ready for the uh, NCAA basketball tournament. We were talking about uh, Big 12 baseball starting like within the next week and then nothing. So it's been a while. I think this is actually the first time we've recorded an episode of the Corona Premier sports show, but we're not uh, either at a live sporting event or at a watch party for a live sporting event. So um, it's a little bit different, but we appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, We want you to remember that campus live really covers all things, Texas tech and all things Lubbock. Uh, so to find out more or to be sure and, and see everything that we uh, are covering, follow us on social media uh, at Campus Live TTU. And that's uh, every social media platform. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's all at Campus Live TTU uh, to keep up with us. Uh, and also visit the website, CampusLiveTTU.com. Um, so, yeah, it's been a while since we've talked and we got some uh, some big news today. Um, the it National is. Football League or out of the National Football League. Uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes signed him
0: a pretty good deal today. What do you think? That's right. And it's, and it's hard to say, is, is Patrick Mahomes Texas Tech and Lubbock's favorite son or is that Jarrett Culver? I mean, I have, it's a hard thing for me to distinguish between the two because Culver no. Culver's a local kid, man. That's, so, to me, he's got a little more love than Patrick. Now, I mean, there's no real comparison on what they produced at this point. But anyways – Either way, he is a beloved member of Texas Tech's community and Lubbock. I mean, uh, there's a local car dealership that definitely loves this new deal and all yeah. the it's going to get. So Mahomes signs a record 10-year deal. That's right, a decade deal with $141.48 dollars, million million dollars, guaranteed with an injury clause okay so if you just talk about what is the money guarantee, because really that's what nfl contracts you need to know it's 141.48 million he has a no trade clause and then here's the, where i love these incentives he gets a 1.25 million incentive every year that he wins the afc championship okay he gets a 1.25 million dollar uh, incentive for winning the nfl mvp Surprisingly to me, there's no real incentive for winning the Super Bowl. I guess winning the Super Bowl is all the incentive that you really need. So yeah. I just thought that that was kind of interesting. Like, ah, well, you get the Super Bowl. You get there. Life. That's all
1: that matters. You win the yeah. AFC.
0: You're good. Right. Exactly. Um, so these incentives plus his base. So his base salary is 477 million. You would think I'm like a mathematician with all these numbers, but 477 million is the base. If you bring in the incentives, it brings a total possible deal to a record $503 million deal. And that's not just a record for football. It's a record for all sports, all sports. He is the highest paid athlete anywhere. And for perspective, this is the first time that an NFL player has ever had the most lucrative deal and... Mike Trout, who just signed a 12-year deal not long ago, it makes his deal look puny for $425.5 million. So with all those numbers, Nathan, is it worth it? Or is this going to be a Titanic of a contract that's going to sink the Chiefs?
1: No. I mean, it sounds crazy to say, like, no, this is a great deal for Kansas City because, yeah, for 10 years – uh or just the dollar amount I guess seems crazy to say oh it's a great deal because you think man they just spent a ton of money right but when you're locking down your franchise quarterback for 10 years who's only 24 years old he's 24 years old right now he'll be 34 when this contract expires um so when you think about it that way and all the talk the last couple of years and of course it, 2020 has kind of put everything on hold with everything that's gone on this year, and you don't know what this next season's going to look like. Who knows? You know, um, things may not be normal for a couple of years or a couple of seasons. But um, the back end of this contract, like a lot of these long-term deals, is where the Chiefs are going to have a better deal. Like they're, um Patrick Mahomes will be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks early on in this deal. But by the time he gets to the end of his contract, there will be several younger quarterbacks that are getting paid more money than he is annually anyway so um, eventually this will even out especially the way they've been talking uh, you know about expanding to a 17 game season and expanding the playoffs and all that stuff and the salary cap going up so i feel like the chiefs just look at you know look at this as a good investment and he obviously makes a ton of money for them off of the field too That's uh, totally so true. it's yeah it's it's going to be a good deal for the chiefs it's i don't think i don't think anybody makes out bad on this deal
0: yeah, because the only thing that you worry about is do the Chiefs invest so heavily in Mahomes that they can't invest in people to put around him to actually yeah. produce a winning team? But to be real honest with you, I don't think that the as gaudy as this deal is, because of the 10-year length, it gives them some relief. It's not going to be that big of a cap hit, especially, two, or, like you mentioned, two or three years down the road, we're going to look at this and go, meh, per year, he's not getting paid that much. Um, yeah. But at the, on the flip side, why Mahomes would want to do this is, this is a lot of guarantees. Because in football, you don't have contracts that are fully guaranteed a lot. And this is a lot of guaranteed money where even if he went down next year and uh, was hurt and was never quite the same player, he'd get his money. Um, Yeah. Which is – that's a big deal. So I think it's a good deal. Um, I do think that, like you mentioned, it could be end up being a bargain on the back end for the Chiefs. Um, However, uh, now this is not being critical. I'm just trying to see the other side and going – however, I mean, you have a guy that has only produced really, what, two years? and you're giving him yeah. the, the highest-paid contract in all of sports. Now, to be fair, those two years have been one for the record books, and they have been really incredible, and they, they give you no indication that this guy is not going to be, if not just good, an all-time great. I mean, he just has been phenomenal. So, but that is, that is the risk that I think you take. So I think Patrick takes the risk of not getting a, a second contract quicker, because that's one of the things that a lot of guys want to do now is they'll take less money. That's one of the things we're hearing about Dak Prescott right now is that he doesn't want a five-year deal. He wants a four-year deal so he can get another contract. Well, what Patrick is doing, he's basically saying, I'm not worried about my next contract. Give everything to me now and then I'll worry about a contract at 34. But I, I think he potentially could be leaving money on the table. If he was just going just for dollars,
1: yeah. Well, and it it sounds it sounds crazy to think, you know, like yeah, he's he's a bargain or whatever, or that it's going to end up being a bargain. But like you mentioned, Dak Prescott is already pushing for thirty five million a year, you know, right. today. So much less three or four years down the road, like you said, I think, you know, and it right now he's on top of the world, you know, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs are flying high. He Mahomes had one of the best seasons anybody's ever had at the quarterback position. But you just I mean you gotta think so much can change in ten years. I mean not to mention that you just start getting older, but what if they do go on, you know, a little dynasty like run where they win three Super Bowls in the next like five or six years and Andy Reid decides like, I'm done. You know, and the guy like Travis Kelsey May not be there more than a few years or whatever. There's like no way, Kelsey's things,
0: there all ten years. Yeah, no way. things things so will fast. start
1: changing. Like a lot of his, yeah. a lot of the pieces around him will start moving, um, and you know, coaching staff will move on. A. Reid might retire. I mean, there's a lot of things that could change, and you know, five years from now he may not put he may not be putting up just insane numbers like he has the last two. So you got to strike while the iron's hot. And you know, you mentioned. Which I think is a very good point. Like, so many people over the last few years have said, "Well, the new model is to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie contract, that's somebody right. that's cheap, like Mahomes or Jared Goff or whatever." Like, well, you got a young guy, and you can spend money on everybody else. Because then, when you have to pay that guy what he's worth, you can't pay everybody else, and your team suffers for it. Um, he could always restructure his deal. Like, if if at any point in the next ten years Mahomes Decides like, dude, we need, we need to get guys. Like, you know, right. we need to free up some cap room. He can always do that, you know. Yeah. Like, and because plenty of guys have done that before, they'll restructure their deal, mm-hmm. that's um, friendlier for their organization, so that they can sign free agents and stuff like that. So, to think that he's like handicapping himself that way, you know, maybe. And if he, um, you know, I guess depending on how things work out, it could be, you know, especially in the short term, could. Uh, limit them a little bit on what they can do but he can always uh, change that if he wants to so right I mean that's
0: what Tom Brady has done for years is he's he's restructured in a way that has allowed his team to build around and so I think if Pat wants to do that then he can absolutely do that at the same time uh, who knows what is going to happen 10 years down the road so get your money now and be happy with it and just move on with your life. So that's pretty, that's pretty much a motto that I live by. You get, get whatever money you can get, get yeah. now and move on with your life. And he's 24, so, and he's got yeah. $140 million
1: guaranteed. Like, I think he's that's doing fine. When you think about where he was, you know, four years ago, I think he'd probably take $140 million. Any college kid would sign up for that. I think he's that. all right. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's doing fine, and it all, it's all worked out beautifully for him. Like, a playoff team a guy like Andy Reid moving up in the draft to go get him. So he's not playing for the Bengals or the Dolphins or the Jaguars or the Lions or something like that. So uh, it's all worked out for him. I think absolutely. Well, well, speaking
0: of landing on your feet, I think Nathan and I just did that. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for our uh, latest episode of the Corona Premier sports show. We appreciate you guys joining us for a few minutes and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See I want to share with our listeners a special offer from my company, TD Performance Coaching, where we partner with you to help you become the leader everyone wants to follow. This month, we are doing a special founding member launch. It's for a limited time only, and it's for a select few helping us build our new online membership. Our online membership helps young men and women develop leadership skills needed to gain influence so they can succeed in their personal and professional lives. If you would like to be a part of creating this community from the ground up, this is your chance to be a founding member. A founding member, it only costs $10 a month, and that number, that rate is locked in for the lifetime of your membership. And the membership will increase as soon as we open it up to the general public. So go today to resources.tylerdippery.com slash founding-member-launch for all the details.